Iso Musia on SAFM. Okay, let's start off then by talking cricket. And we welcome on the line uh, Stephen Cook, who joins us just to look back at the game. Good evening, Stephen. Thanks for taking our call here on SAFM. Evening to be so Great to be on. Evening to the listeners. Great. Great to speak to you, Stephen. Happy New Year. Hope uh, you had a good Christmas break. I did. Thank you. And to you too. Okay, wonderful. Day three, done and dusted. South Africa 118 for two. Stephen needing 122 runs to win. Is it advantage Proteas here? Oh, well, that's a tricky one. Uh, <laughs> certainly, games hanging in the balance. Um, enthralling test cricket, I think. Uh, you know, which, uh, whichever range of emotions you've been through uh, throughout the day, I think everyone's uh, gone on that same roller coaster. Um, you know, just even just in today's play, I mean, that partnership uh, Rahane and Pajara put on this morning looked like uh, the game was falling away from the protest. Great mm. comeback with the ball, and then, you know, 240 was it too much? But Elga and, uh, you know, Markram chipped in. and uh, Keegan Peterson and two off the games in the balance. I'm exciting that the ball ring tomorrow. So yeah, certainly in the balance. But I suppose with my uh, protest supporters cap on, yeah, I, I believe the boys will pull it off. <laughs> Wonderful. And what stood out for you in this chase of 240 so far? I saw for me it looked like the openers were very positive from the start, especially in Aiden Makram who'd been struggling for runs um, in this series. Yeah, absolutely. Aiden came out to play with real intent. Uh, he was looking for anything. Uh, it was slightly on the loose side. He was really decisive. Even the way he defended, to be fair, the way he left, uh, he was really decisive. And uh, and I think that got us off to a good start. And then, you know, Dean Elgar at the top of the order there. Um, I think he's taken as many blows to the body and the head as he's, uh, as he's scored runs so far in the innings. But, you know, uh, he won't mind that all all, all too much. Uh, he'll just be saying, as long as I'm there, we're, we're in with a good chance. And, uh, yeah, I'm really impressed with the grit. And, you know, that's what you want from your leader, your opening batsman. We all know he does it. Uh, mm. But just good that he stood up in the in the, in the big moment for the team, and yeah, it'll just be about partnerships moving forward. And he seems to thrive on this situation, doesn't he, Dean Elga, Stephen Cook? Is that a thing with openers here? They like to do <laughs> yeah, it the hard uh, way. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I certainly sit there on the couch now, looking at it, going, "Sure, it's a lot easier sitting here on the couch than when I had to sit there and open up the wonders for what is it, 16, 17 years." So yeah, certainly I feel every one of those blows that Dean takes. But yeah, absolutely, it's part of his character, it's part of his makeup. Uh, he's a he's a he's a tough old dad, and uh, yeah, he yeah, he knuckled down for the for the country today. So yeah, really proud. He'll he'll have the ice pack on, and Craig Governor will be working overtime the physio, but uh, he'll be back out there tomorrow morning. So yeah, really 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 happy for him. Okay, let's go to the lines quickly. We've got Colin in Cape Town. Thanks for calling us, um, Colin. We hear you on every other show, but you hardly call us. Happy New Year. No, Happy New Year <laughs> to you. Happy. Uh, I stopped calling because. Um, <laughs> We had a bit of a tough uh, dispute. Uh, it's a dispute. It's not personal, Colin. We must agree no, to no, disagree. No, it's not personal. But uh, uh, anyway, Tommy. Yes. Um, I want to ask your guest, man. Yeah. What made them the tail enders? And it's South Africa's problem all the time. They get top quality batsmen out, but they cannot get the tail enders out. They scored over 60 runs of tail enders. Which could have been, you know what I mean, uh, where are you, uh, what they call, death bowlers mm-hmm. to the end, mm-hmm. to get out the tail enders. Tail enders aren't actually batsmen. All right, maybe today, now and again, in like Australia, and you get the number 10, 11, it's, it can score 20, 30 runs. But we gave them another 60 runs or something like that. And now we've got uh, two days now. What does uh, your guest recommend? Should we just plod along, play the uh, the bad ball, 
and respect the good ball. Because I can't see us uh, losing this game. It's two days ago, Tabby. Okay, Thanks Colin. Very nice much. One. Thanks. I would like to hear the comment there. Okay, you can drop the phone, then we'll give you a chance to hear um, Stephen Cook's response there. You can send us your voice notes to 061 4104 107 if you want to weigh in on the cricket or call us on 011 714 um, Stephen, you wanted to know about the struggles of getting the tailenders out. I know um, today, for example, India were on 190 odd for six, but they managed to get to 266. Shakul blasting five fours and a six in that 28. Is it a problem, death bowling at the moment for the Proteas? Yeah, I mean, not really death bowling in the truest sense. It's more for, for one-day cricket. But, uh, yeah, in terms of getting the tail up, I mean, Sakura, he's, uh, he's, he's hardly a tail-ender. He's, uh, he's actually pretty handy with the mm. bat, so you know, he played pretty positively. But I suppose what's really being alluded to is, you know, what happens when it's the last sort of pair or two, and it was Bumrah and it was Shiraz batting with the, the batsman in. You know, we saw the Proteas going with a tactic of sort of putting all the field back for the first four balls was over and then bringing them in. Um, yeah, obviously a debatable tactic. I mean, if you ask uh, 20 experts on it, you'll get uh, 20 different answers as to how to do it. So, um, yeah, I thought uh, the way that Fihari for India played it, he actually played it really smart. The only thing that I, I probably would have liked to see a bit more from our protest bowlers is just hitting that, that, that good length that troubled the top order and not bowl quite as many short deliveries um, in trying to stop and score. You know, if it's good enough to get the, the first few out, it's, it's certainly good enough to get the last few out. But having said that, um, yes, maybe a few too many there at the end, uh, but you've also got to give credit to the opposition when they play good cricket. So, yeah, fair play. Also, lots of extras also. I think there are about 33. Lots of no balls from Kakiso Rabada. What? Why is that? Yeah, heap, heap, heap of extras. I mean, a lot of those can be attributed to, to buyers. Uh, not always Carver and his fault. Uh, at the Wonders, obviously, steep bounds. Sometimes it just climbs over your head or shoots down the leg side with the exaggerated movement. So probably a little bit inflated, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the extras, especially in games where you know the margins are tight, and you know, who knows tomorrow uh, lunchtime, tomorrow afternoon, it might come down to a couple of runs. So mm. obviously, uh, want to keep an eye on that. I mean, KG is normally a guy who doesn't bowl too many no balls, so uh, you know, just uh, maybe just the rhythm a little bit. You know, sometimes just adjusting to new grounds. Um, that sort of thing, because you hardly ever see him bowl, especially in the white ball format. Yeah, and then Colin wanted to know how do they approach the chase? Then, because I asked if it was advantage Proteas, and you said it's not as easy as it looks. How do they approach this chase with one twenty-two needed and two full days of play left? Yeah, obviously, first things first. Uh, time's not going to be a, a thing. I mean, even if there's a little bit of bad weather around, there's, there's plenty of time to score. Uh, the wicket is not easy. The wicket is moving laterally. It's moving up and down. There's some cracks. Um, and 122 can seem a long way off. The only thing I suppose that uh, is in the in, in the Proteas players' uh, sort of favour is uh, Shiraz. Shiraz is uh, is sort of a half half a seamer at the moment. He's carrying a bit of a niggle, so they they they're sort of one bowler down. And also at the Wanderers, the, the scoring rate is often you know three 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 and a half runs and over because of the quick outfield. So you get value for shots. So if the Indian you know leadership keep the uh, keep the field within attacking positions. Um, as you saw today, if you if you pierce the field, you get full value for shots. So uh, at the moment, yeah, that uh, target required is still in 122. But once that dips underneath 100, especially if we haven't lost another wicket, uh, the pressure will start to shift to the in, in dressing room. So, um, yeah, crucial. I mean, we always say it in cricket, but a crucial first hour tomorrow morning. South Africa will get the chance to put the heavy roller on it. And as you've seen throughout the game, once the heavy roller goes on it, it tends to be easier to bat on for 30 or 40 minutes. So hopefully we can we can make hay in those first 40 minutes tomorrow. 
Okay, and just back to the openers, uh, Stephen, we touched on Makram earlier on. He struggled for runs lately, but he was very positive um, today. We saw the same with, with Pujara yesterday. He'd been struggling for runs, but he came out and played a different kind of game yesterday. Is that sometimes how you should play when you're under some scrutiny? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think it'd be a very valuable tactic. I mean, uh, very easy to go into a shell and just sort of go into that defensive mindset. But I think on a wicket like uh, like the Wanderers, I mean, uh, barring Elga, who's, who's sort of really knuckled in, it's been guys who played pretty positively. I mean, I was really impressed by Keegan Peterson. Mm-hmm. Both innings, to be fair, uh, he'll be disappointed that he didn't kick on with one of his scores. But just the way he looked to score off the bad balls, yes, tight in defence, but uh, I think decisive is the key. I mean, it was something we spoke about a lot in the in the dressing room in my years with the Lions. He's just being really decisive on pitches like this. The one is that you're going to go for something, go full-heartedly, don't sort of hold back and... Yep, there are enough guys with enough knowledge in that change room uh, of the Wanderers to, to hopefully pass on that information. And uh, and yeah, even though you know in an ideal world we probably had like one more batter in our lineup, uh, having gone into this game with Marco Janssen at, at number seven. Um, hopefully, if the top six can get the job done, there won't be too many for the for the tail to knock off. Yeah, and just the last one on, on Makram. He struggled for runs lately. Why is that? Because he got off to a good start earlier in the year, got 100 against Pakistan, got some runs in the West Indies, but his form has, has dipped a bit. I know he's also been part of the white ball team on a regular basis. Could that have an effect on, on his game in the longer format? No, I don't think uh, his white ball. I mean, obviously, he's done really well in the T20 and the, and the one-day cricket of late. Um, I think at the top of the order, betting in South Africa is really, really tough. I think it's one of the hardest places to bet in the world up, up, up front. And uh, certainly the Centurion and the Wanderers wickets uh, haven't been that easy. Um, you know, he stands across an off stump and with a little bit of up and down bounce, one or two have looked back and got him at LBW a few times. And, um, you know, I think I think everyone just needs to stay patient with him. He needs to stay patient with himself and, you know, know that that big score's around the corner. Um, he's been prolific in forward cricket in South Africa. So he knows the ups and the downs. And, He's sort of one of those guys where if he gets in, he's going to make it count. I think he's got five or six test hundreds to his name. So, you know, hopefully third test down in Cape Town, he uh, he really catches it. Yeah, he found a bit of form today, even though he was out for, th- for, for, for 31, but he should be encouraged by that. We've got a couple of voice notes. We are speaking voice notes. We are speaking to Stephen Cook, just getting his thoughts on the day's play and the test so far between the Proteas and India. Let's play the voice notes. Hi, Tabiza. This is all in PE. Well, uh, I think the Proteas have done very well today, um, especially the last session with uh, with Dean Elga and Rasi. They hold it very, very well. Uh, but I think uh, the only decider will be tomorrow in terms of uh, how you're going to be doing in the first session. The first hour will be very crucial for us. So I'm hoping these two can survive the first hour, uh, try to get some runs there and there. So, yeah, if these two yeah, can survive probably the first session tomorrow, we might have a chance to, you know, of, of leveling the series. Hi. Stephen, tell me, do you think that the Proteas are missing Quentin de Kock as a wicketkeeper and as a batsman, or has he been replaced by a competent player? Mike Amtada. Hi, Tabiso Mosea. This is Funo in Teben. Yeah, I would say with our batsmen, I kind of like doing well uh, today, you know. And I am very convinced and optimistic that we will overcome. Eh? We will be victorious in the end, you know. So, yeah. So, anyway, you take care, man. Eh? We're looking forward to AFCON, you know, uh, this Sunday. Take care, brother.
Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I don't see us guys uh, winning this one, see, but with Dean Elg, I'm hoping for the best. He's leading by an example. From Eden Makram, guys, I'm still saying it. Eden Makram is not the material for Proteas, guys. We can give the boy the time, but how long has been there? He hasn't done that much that we can talk about him. Lately, he's been struggling with some runs, so let's give the boy a break. Maybe try someone else, you see, maybe up the receive under this, uh, or try Vavuma and open it in Elga. Because lately, Makram, no, no, no. It doesn't get that, that, that those runs we need. But uh, within Elga, I'm hoping for the best. I'm quite before Rabada taking the wicket to be in, in number seven. Okay, thanks for those. Uh, Makram does average almost 40 in uh, Test cricket, which seems to be the average these days. Back in the day, guys would average 50 or close to 50, but he's averaging, I think, 39 with um, five five. Uh, hundreds and nine fifties there. So let's see. Let's see how it goes in in the third test. Um, there was a question about the first hour that will be crucial, and especially if you saw how Pujara and Rahane batted today, they almost took the game away from the Proteas. But I'm interested in the one from Mike and Devin. Um, Stephen, he wants to know about the gap left by Quentin de Kock. Has he been replaced? Is it a huge gap to fill? Yeah, I mean, obviously losing someone like uh, like Quentin is obviously retired in the test format. Uh, he's a he's he's a, he's a Fantastic wicketkeeper batsman, and uh, yeah, I suppose his experience will will be missed to some degree. Um, having said that, Calverana, um excellent domestic record. He's probably been the form batsman in the past two or three seasons in South Africa, I mean, or one of them. Um, certainly with the gloves in hand, Ryan Rickleton, uh, another one who's had a good season. But yeah, I think Carl's uh, deserved his chance, and uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I think good things to come. I mean, we we, we need to also realise that you know you guys sometimes need a few games to, to find their feet and what have you. But yeah, Calvaran certainly has uh, done well in domestic cricket, and you know this is this shows the importance of our domestic cricket that that we get that right and that those systems are strong because uh, the guys that then come into the process team need to be fully prepared and, and fully up to speed. So yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's going to show uh, and test our domestic system, I suppose. But yeah, certainly. The bits that I've seen of Calvaran, uh, I've been most impressed with, and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he's not needed tomorrow. Hopefully the guys knock it off before <laughs> he gets the runs. But should he uh, should he get to the crease, then uh, and hopefully he uh, he gets uh, and not and not out sees the team to victory and gets that boost of confidence uh, to carry him through. Yeah, and, and what about the balance of that betting unit then with Queenie no longer there? There's the the, the well, you've lost the left hander now, and you've only got Dean Alga basically at the top. Is that a, is that a concern? Um, no, I, I, I mean, I, I've never been one to sort of think that you need to pick left and right handers. I mean, obviously it helps if there's a little bit of a mix. Uh, having said that, with uh, with India, we've got the off-spinner um, of Ashwin. It helps to obviously have a few more right-handers. So that's maybe not a bad thing in, in this particular series that, uh, that uh, there is a, is another right-hander. Uh, but yeah, no, Verena, good, good, good player, nice positive player. Um, so yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully shows what uh, he's done in domestic cricket and is able to transfer it. Uh, into test cricket and uh, I think until you give a guy the opportunity and you, you give him a little run of it uh, you don't really know so uh, yeah we, we're going to find out in the next little while Oh, you would have seen Ryan Rickleton a lot he's got some big runs for the Lions uh, it's his home ground at the Wanderers could it have been a, a tight toss up between the two if you were a selector? Um, I, I, the Proteas selectors tend to sort of work on a, you know <laughs> Fairly predictably, in, in a way, in, in that Verena has been sort of the keeper, travelling with the uh, as backup to Quinny for the last sort of 18 months or so. Played the Test in the West Indies, so 
Um, yeah, I think uh, they were always going to go with Serena. Obviously, Rickleton's done really well, and uh, they knew Quinton was going to be missing test matches due to the birth of his child, so hence why they ended up with three keepers in their squad. But uh, I think Verena was always going to get uh, the first crack at it. I mean, said that, there's no reason why you couldn't play Rickleton as a batsman. Um, you know, his, uh, his form for the Lions this season has been fantastic. So, yeah, I'm sure his time will come in time. Uh, he may just have to, to, to bide his time for now, though. Okay, let's take another voice note as a wrap up our conversation about the cricket with Stephen Cook before we talk boxing. Uh, good evening, Tabi. So my only advice to the boys is just to just play yourself in. Don't rush it. Leave the good ball. Play the bad ball. There will be lots of bad balls. We've got about six sessions to get to 128. That's all we need. As for our pullers, Langer felt I don't know what he's teaching the boys. He was very good at death bowling. Teach the boys to pull more yokas to the to the to the Thailanders because if you pull bowl half volleys to them, they will smash you around, they will frustrate you. These are the these simple things that Langerfeld was supposed to teach the boys. And as to our betting consultant or betting coach, tell the boys, divide it by session by session. Don't let don't rush into it. Because it's very easy. It's 128 eight weekends. We can get it. It's very easy. Pulani from Cape Town. Wishing the Proteas good luck. Evening, member. I'm Katlerho there. Uh, Happy New Year. By the way, I just want to respond to the voice note. Just said Temba should be moved up the order. That's not his job. Let's Temba is settling in where he is now. He's scoring runs. Let the openers do their job and let Temba settle where he is right now. Let's not put more pressure on him. Uh, he's already under a lot of pressure. Thanks, Matim Wakashikombe in Pretoria. Happy New Year to you too. Dave, what's, what are your views on that, uh, Stephen? Because there has been talk about Temba. I even had Sanil Gavaska today saying that he would like to see Temba move even one spot up the order. Yeah, I think I think I think the trick with Temba is not to not to move him up and down the order too much. Let him settle into a position, let him feel comfortable there, and uh, and and get that consistency. We all know the fantastic player that he is, um, and how he's even continuing to grow and improve. We've seen his white ball form improve. Uh, with regards to where he bats in the in the Test team, um, for me, four or five is his best uh, best position at the moment. Um, so either of those, but uh, yeah, I think just just the consistency of it. You know, you you want to get yourself a settled batting lineup where you know week in, week out where you're going to bat. Uh, you don't want to be sort of every 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 week doubting it. I think of all the great teams that we've had and and and, and of other eras. You know, you knew exactly what that batting lineup was going to look like. You knew that there was going to be Smith, there was going to be Amla, there was going to be you know Callis, there was going to be De Villiers. You, you, we didn't we didn't sort of mix and match the the, the batting lineup from chest to chest. So yeah, I'd go the same way with Ten Bay. If, if I have the way to go, then perfect. The only way around you could otherwise go is you could go Ten to four and rush you to five. But um, yeah, I think it's it's fine that it the way it is. And just finally, Stephen, what are your thoughts on the pitch? It's a pitch you know very well, but it's produced some low scores. Um, uh, we spoke to Fahan Bayadin yesterday. He reckons the pitch has changed a little bit. Even Jeff Toyana says the pitch has changed a, a little bit. Do you agree? Um, <laughs> partly, I, mean, I think it has changed through, through the game. It's, I mean, it's never easy betting at the, at, at, at the Wanderers. Obviously, the wicket is fairly quick in its nature. Um, this time, we've seen a few more cracks. Uh, which normally develop a bit later in the game, but have come a little bit sooner. 
Um, Evan Flint is the is the, is the groundsman now. Mm-hmm. He's been uh, been there the last couple of years. So mm-hmm. yeah, so obviously not an easy place to to, to bat currently. Um, that that the stats show, but uh, certainly makes for entertaining cricket. I mean, there's probably a few too many blows on the body uh, for for everyone's liking. And you know, I, I suppose for the test purists, you'd like to be able to see uh, that good contest between bat and ball. It's, it's probably weighted a bit favour in favour of the bowler at the moment, the Wanderers. Um, but having said that, a great venue, pretty there no crowds to to, yeah. to add to the atmosphere of the Wanderers. But uh, I mean, to sum it up, an enthralling test match tomorrow. Um, and uh, I, for one, I won't be uh, taking my eyes off that screen. <laughs> Wonderful. So it's evenly poised. Uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose so. But uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, two, two, three hours ago, we were we were in trouble. But uh, but a good partnership, and it just shows how quickly the game can change. So yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah, whole thumbs, cross fingers, and toes, and uh, yeah, hopefully the boys pull it off tomorrow. Okay, wonderful, Stephen. Thanks for uh, speaking to us here on SAFM. We really appreciate your wonderful insight. And send our regards to your old man also. <laughs> Been a pleasure. Will do. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Stephen Cook. There speaking to us, of course, a former protier, opening bet, bet, better, not a batsman anymore. Just even me, I struggled with that. Even though I was a, an advocate for it and I was supporting the change from batsman to better to have a more gender neutral term. But it is so hard to remember that it's no longer a batsman, it is a better. Colin, I wonder how you're dealing with that. Because I remember when you called us uh, last year or the year before, you were not happy with the commentators always saying better, better, better. You felt as a, as, as a purist, it's a batsman. And now it's changed. It's even changed in the MCC law book. It is better, Colin. Are you, are you used to that now? So, Stephen Cook, former opening batter along with his dad. He had a 100 and test debut, right? I remember that we covered that with his old man when we were on another radio station.